millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. This week, you guys, we have got a slightly different episode. Uh, my other podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters, just celebrated its 200th episode, and we had two weeks of giant live podcasts. So if you want to check them out, go to ilovegreenguideletters.com. But because I was so taken with uh, organizing those live events, there is no new episode for this week. Of course, in the lead up to The Force Awakens, there might be a few extra episodes, so it will balance out. But to keep your ears occupied, I thought I would play on the free feed this week my dissection and Q&A about the theatrical Force Awakens trailer. So this episode was up for supporters on Bandcamp and our lovely supporters donate $3 each month to keep the podcast going. But as a reward for doing that, they get exclusive episodes with news and opinion from myself as well as our growing back catalogue of classic episodes. If you notice, there's only 25 episodes up on the free feed and all the other episodes are archived on Bandcamp. So just for $3, you can get... Q&A episodes, news and opinion episodes, and movie commentary episodes, and all the back eps. So uh, we'll be back this Friday with another new Steel Wars episode. But for now, enjoy this episode of From a Certain Point of View, Namely Mine. Previously exclusive for paid-up supporters of the podcast. I hope you enjoy it, and give a thought to supporting the show. That would be awesome. Enjoy. Hey, you guys. Welcome to From a Certain Point of View, namely mine. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. How you doing? Have you had a great Star Wars week? I am... Sipping wine on my balcony with Jerry. It's a lovely spring evening, so I thought I'd come out here and podcast with you in this nice environment. Quite often, I'm at my desk in my little office in my apartment, but I thought, let's live a little. Let's get out of here. So, what we're going to do today is I'm going to give some more thought, some more uh, speculation on to the uh, the trailer 
and we'll watch it in parts, and I'll, I think I'll just discuss it, f- you know, bit by bit, and then we've got a ton of questions about the trailer. So, what I'm going to do, and you guys know that we keep things spoiler-free here at Steel Wars, I'm going to speculate, and... Quite honestly, I'm going to speculate without any knowledge. So, what I think, what I love doing is seeing images and trying to guess where they are in the script or in the movie. I, I remember, you know, just seeing a a photo of um, it was a black and white photo in a Star Wars annual. And which is like a like a it was like an English I think like a Marvel comic maybe, and it was in a hardcover and it was bigger size. But it had a photo. This before I'd seen the film, I think. Yeah, it was before I saw the film, and it had a photo of uh, Han and Luke in the trash compactor, and it was black and white. And because you couldn't see the walls, it just looked like they were on a planet of trash. That was like. Like, in my imagination, it's like, oh, they've crash-landed on a planet of trash, and they're trying to get out. And then when I saw the film, it was indoors, and it was in this little thing in the Death Star, trash compactor. But it always struck me how you can just see these, you know, amazing images from Star Wars, and, uh, I don't know, it's fun to look at them out of context. So, I'm... I'm I'm going to, like, watch... I, this is my plan. I'm going to watch a little bit of it and then sort of go, where do I think this is? You know, that sort of stuff. So, let's go. Um, and you should be able to just hear this. Ah, Taruko again. I love Taruko. What a champ. All right, so we've got Ray. Opening scene. Um, you know, a lot has been said that she's got... Uh, she's Her goggles are made up of a stormtrooper mask. Um, she actually looks like a bit like a sand person these days. And... I don't know, people... I hear a lot of people hoping that Jakku turns out to be... Tatooine? Ugh, I don't. Like, if, if it was Tatooine, but I don't want... I don't want it... I don't want that to be a reveal. Like, oh, you got us. You got us, JJ. It was Tatooine all along. But yeah, I don't think it is Tatooine. I, um... I think it's Jakku. And... Yeah, so you got this awesome, like, sort of sand person look, and... I don't know, again, this image of her, you know, wrapped up with the goggles and the little light. It's like out of context, what is that? What is that? Now, I've just gone to the next bit where that shows that she's climbing uh, in the Star Destroyer. And it's fascinating when you look at this. So you've got her, she's on the little beam thing, sort of lying sideways, and you can see where um, the like the walkway has collapsed, and then you sort of get this almost like incredible cross-sections. Those books are so dope, if you ever check them out. Incredible cross-sections where they cut the ships apart. But it's going to be fascinating to see what research they did 
in sort of building these decrepit old star destroyers you know like like how much did they research it or or did they just put you know oh here's some metal looks cool like this or was it like it was meant to actually resemble the ship like you know it was meant to be have parts of the ship i don't know does that come across normal all right let's see what else we've got then you've got the uh, the Maz Kanada, who are you? Which is uh, Lapita Nepa. Uh, I'm not even going to bother. Uh, but she's actually the character on the poster. The little character with the goggles apparently is Maz Kanada. So she is the uh, the pirate that. If you've seen the Vanity Fair uh, article photos with it's sort of like the Jabber's Palace of this film. And apparently this little guy with goggles, or little girl, is the leader of the pirates. Now, they've got this shot with uh, the ship taking off into the distance. Now, is that ship of... Significance, or is it just like a spaceport ship and she's just like going, I wish I could ride in a ship. That'd be sick. Um, in the foreground of that shot, of course, there's a bit of metal, which is an Adat's foot. So that is pretty damn sick. We had seen photos of the Adat's foot and... I, I know when I saw it the first time, who's going to notice that? I guess maybe someone would notice that the first time. But, uh, yeah, Adat's foot, just there. I can't... I, I I know in the New Rebels episode, episode two... I know they... I think... Well, the second regular episode of Rebels, they had Adat's in, the in like, the desert. And... But it was animated, so it would have been really cool to see Adat's, like, in sand. T- Toronto gonching along. But yeah, so that ship, I think maybe, I don't know, it's such a weird shape. Um, almost looks like one of those Republic cruiser things from episode one, but it's a silhouette. Like, who knows? But then it goes to uh, Ray sort of watching the ship as though she's just thinking. I'd like to ride on a ship. And who wouldn't want to ride on a ship? Are you telling me? Are you kidding me? Then you've got the little Lucasfilm logo. And then you've got Finn with this, I was raised to do one thing. So how long was he, like... Had he signed up in the First Order? Like you have to assume he's a First Order Stormtrooper. What about if Finn's like a clone and they're all Finns? Or there's lots of Finns? Dunno. But if he says, I'm raised, I was raised to do one thing, like... At what point was he taken to be trained to do that thing? Like, are they... I don't know. It's interesting. And then you've got the X-Wing... Sorry, the X-Wing. The TIE Fighter getting shot by the Star Destroyer crashing. Another 
And then the shot of Finn after he's crashed, presumably, with the uh, Poe Dameron's jacket. He's all in black and overlooking Jakku, which, of course, is very reminiscent of uh, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. We should be cautious. Where Ben and Luke and R2 and C-3PO overlooked Tatooine. Now, I love this amazing, nothing will stand in our way. Is that what he says? I think so. And so you've got Kylo Ren on the deck of something, and it's some red laser going across. Now, one would have to assume this is that thing on the poster, the circle with the laser. Now, one would also have to assume, you don't have to, but you can, that that's Starkiller Base. Now, here's, here's where I'm interested in. Is is Starkiller Base the snow planet? Is it a planet that's been turned into a laser? Is it a laser that's been turned into a planet? What do you think, Jerry? Jerry has no opinion. But... I love it's such a cool with the red. I know it's almost like a new color palette for looking out the uh, the window of a star destroyer wherever he is. And so I would assume it's the weapon shooting a laser. But where is this in the film? What are they shooting at? Um, I don't know if you can hear that motorbike just went past. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, what What does this scene mean? What is it a test? Are they blowing something up for real? It's fascinating. Okay, I hope you can hear these little... The, when I play the movie. So he's just done the, I will finish what you started. And he's looking at Vader's mask. What did he, what is he going to finish? Like that's, you know, you can I'll take over the galaxy. What did he, like, did Darth Vader not do all the cleaning up in the kitchen? And Kylo Ren is just a, a grumpy girlfriend. I will finish what you started. <laughs> That and, and all the other way around, all the other way around, I actually far my, I, I, I like cleaning the kitchen far more than Jackie does. I'm into it. Um So what did Darth Vader start that he will finish? Take over the galaxy, killing all the Jedi? Is that it? Killing all the Jedi? Now, also just fascinating, what does Kylo Ren know about Darth Vader? What does Kylo Ren know about Anakin Skywalker? How does he know? How much does everyone know? Like, just stuff like that. 
Like, just, like, that's not even, it might even be in the movie, but just that question is awesome, I think. It's just awesome. I cannot wait to find out the answer to that question. What does he know about Darth Vader? How did he find out about it? Hmm. You know, you've got... Oh, we'll talk about the Knights of Ren when, he come, when they come up. All right, so he's torturing uh, Poe Dameron, giving him a sweet headache, a Sith ache, although he's not a Sith, he's a Knight of Ren. And then that cuts to... Oh, so we should really talk... You know, Poe Dameron, obviously he gets captured in the film... Um, one would guess that he gets captured early on, but how does he get captured? What is he on a mission? Like, it's just all the variables. Ah, and then it cuts to the scene where something's the super weapon is, well, that's what it seems like is getting used on a forest type place. Now, my one theory, which I don't think it's very way out there, I don't, is that um, it's Endor that they're blowing up. The forest moon, maybe Kylo Ren goes there to get the mask and then, and then says, that's it for this planet. I don't want any trace that we've been here. And uh, test out his laser. Also, though, if that thing, if that planet thing is a planet that's been turned into a laser, how does the planet travel? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it, it couldn't attack, it could only defend if it is a planet. Like, I doubt a planet could go through hyperspace. All right, so, all right, and then you've got. It cuts into the um, the dogfight with the TIE Fighter and the Millennium Falcon, which, I, I'm g- again, I hope... How, if the, all this stuff is in the first half of the movie, we are cooked. It's on. Like, oh, amazing. So, you've got the dogfight, and then uh, Ray asks, there was or says there were stories of what happened... And then Han replies, it's true, all of it. (laughs) It's true, all of it. Now, what a double meaning that has got. Like, you know, of course, in-universe, the, you know, the legends of the Jedi and, and the Sith, they're true. But, I don't know, there's also that, you know, and I'm making under, under no, you know, pretense that Star Wars is, is true, but the vibe is, like, we're true, we're real. I don't know, the excitement, I don't know, the, the positivity, I think, the, the enthusiasm, that's true. That's us. So, I think actually, oh, I'm, I'm thinking at the moment my comedy festival show next year will be called It's True, 
all of it. Uh, registered the name, the domain name anyway. So, yeah. So, I was thinking, because I, I, I feel like I sh- the show this year should be about reflecting on our journey to The Force Awakens. Not so much about Star Wars, but just, I don't know. So, yeah, just brewing on that. But, yeah, uh, and even, like, it's true, all of it. I, I like that, you know, it, it doesn't have to... You don't have to know that it's a Star Wars reference. I think it's a, a fun, uh, I don't know, a, an intriguing name for a comedy festival show. So, yeah, but that that line of, of hand, like... I'd, I'd, I'd say this is... This scene is... A third of the way into the movie. Um, and I don't know how we're going to deal with him saying that on the big screen. Like, what music is going to accompany that? And what else is going to add to the... Um, is just going to add to our emotion? Like, I don't know. I... <laughs> I can't wait for that night. Oh, man. So, then we've got Hyperspace. Finally, Hyperspace is back in Star Wars. Can you believe it? And, okay. So, that that shot, you know, people were like, oh, it's a little bit Star Trek. Um, and, and I think they've done similar things in, in uh, Rebels. It's like, I know we've got the visual style of Star Wars, which, you know, was pretty blown out in the prequels. But, I don't know. It's just cool. Come on. It was just dope. This Christmas. All right, Knights of Ren. I've got to get a pause on this. So, you've got the Knights of Ren... I assume, and they all look like they're different types of characters in the rain, and people, some people swearing that it's like Boba Fett at the back, and how can it be? He's older than Han Solo. Anyway, but this is intriguing. It could be surrounded by bodies. Um, is this something that happens at the start that turns Finn off? What what does turn Finn off the First Order? That's an interesting question. Is it the destruction of a planet with that laser? Is it the treatment of Poe Dameron? Is it what happens in the rain here? But uh, pretty sick. And then you've got, you know, just the the action. You know, you've got action figures of all these guys coming. So cool. I'm not getting any of them, but. Now, then we go to the land battle um, between the the resistance and the the uh, First Order with the TIE Fighters and the X-Wings, it's 
curious that we've not seen a clip, a ounce, a second of any space battles in uh, in any of the trailers. What does that mean? I, I actually love like the the look of the, the X-Wings going over water, you know, something that you love put into a total new perspective. You know, wow. Um, where does that battle in the movie take place? You know, that that planet with the water it does it does look like the planet that gets destroyed or napalmed, but it's such a quick clip. And, you know, maybe it's a similar ecosystem. But um, very interesting. Then you've got one of the most talked about scenes, and it is Poe Dameron going under the Black X-Wing at Resistance Base and giving Finn a look. What does that look mean? First of all, I think that that camera, it's very un-Star Wars the way it sort of pans around like that, the sweeping shot. It, to me, that isn't that sales. But I, like, I'm on board. It rips. Like, I think, here's my guess, that Finn helped get Poe Dameron out. Poe Dameron was helped him sort of see the light and bite the bullet that he was involved in something he shouldn't have been. And now they're off to battle towards the end of the film and Poe's like saying to him, you know, we've got this. It's cool. And Finn is like, I am shitting myself, but trying to look confident. That's just my guess. But let's just remember that I've been to that resistance base. I podcasted it just for you guys. A few explosions. Okay, so then you've got um, the bizarre castle with all the flags. And of course, there's the Mandalorian skull up there. I know it's got some other name that is... uh, but apparently there's like there's pod racer flags up there and a few other things. Um, so who knows what that means? I presume that that is Maz Kanata's pirate's castle and they're going to pay her a visit for some reason. Um, yeah. But, oh man, I can't wait to get in that castle. See all those creatures doing stuff and just chilling. Like, how good was it when, like, the first time you went to the cantina or the, um, or Jabba's Palace? It was thrilling. It was so cool. Okay, then you've got Luke padding R2 again, or we think it's Luke. I want to look at this a bit longer. With his metal hands. And then you've got Kylo Ren's ship landing. And it 
It's weird because it's both got like there's something aflame in the Luke one, and then when Kylo Ren's shuttle lands, there's the same sort of cinders in the air. I hope you guys. Some sort of fire engine. I think some idiot has driven a truck into a bridge near my house. Like, you know, they didn't allow for enough space. Man, if I drove a truck, that would be all I'd think about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's happened. Wow, there's a lot of fire trucks turning up. Riveting. So you got Phasma. They're doing some assault on some village. Again, what is the village? Is it Jakku? Is it Mazkanada's planet? Please tell me it's not the Ewok village. I don't think it is. Okay. So this one with Daisy crying over something. What is that something? Let's pause It is so hard. I, it's so hard to work out what it is. Well, it's not just hard. It's impossible. You know, people think it could be the jacket of Finn or, uh, or Poe Dameron. Could it be Chewbacca? It looks like there's some hair in there. Could that, It's just the bushes in the background. It does look like it could be Finn, like, looking at the background after he confronts Kylo Ren. But Finn ain't dying. Not in my book. Maybe Finn loses an arm. Maybe. 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 And I just thought of this. Finn's got the lightsaber. Faces Kylo Ren. Gets his ass kicked. Maybe loses an arm. Ray looks up and in anger gets the lightsaber and she's the force wielder. What do you think about those apples? But could that bring her to the dark side? Because anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That's the thing. So many things in play. Do you guys think that Rey is Han Solo's daughter? Or Luke Skywalker's daughter? Or Kylo Ren's sister? And Kylo Ren and Rey are both Luke's kids. Or Han Solo's kids. But if they are, how did they get separated? What is going on? Maybe no one's related. You kind of... I don't know, you... I think everyone's rooting that Ray is Luke's daughter. Aren't we? I think I kind of am. I am. Okay, I am. I am. That's what I want to happen. I, I think it would be cool... If Kylo Ren was 
the brother as well. But then there has to be a really good reason why they got separated and now they're all over the place. That's what I say. All right, let's see what else happens in this trailer. Okay. So, something's been extremely blown up in the background. Maybe it's Maz Kanata's castle. I don't know. And... Finn Chewbacca, who's got a, um, he's got a little bandage, and Han have got their hands on their heads, but then they see something coming. Is what's coming, is it the X-Wings over the water to save the day? Because I will go mental, if that's the case. I love shit saving the day. It's awesome. It is the best. Then you've got BB-8 on oh, at Starkiller Base. We know that's Starkiller Base, but we don't know whether Starkiller Base is the planet or not. Or do we? I don't know that. Anyway, and I now do see the trench that I was talking about with, with Gonk Droid. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, if they should go into the trench for some... I think it'd be cool if they just ducked in the trench for a second and came back out, but I don't want anything at the end of the trench to shoot. Surely not. Um, tons of X-Wings. You know, ground battle with X-Wings and TIE Fighters. Never seen it. Can't wait. BB-8 is amped up in his little cockpit. Um, yeah, is that the planet with the big laser or not? Like, does the laser reveal itself? Like, does it all open up? What is happening? How does it travel? How did it get there? Like, so I'm now looking at the, um, you know, the trench, and I just don't know. But God, red X-Wing engines are cool. Just more people shooting, angry. Okay. Here's a good one. Han and Leia hugging. Why are they hugging? Why? Did something bad just happen? Is something bad going to happen? Have they not seen each other in 10 years and are happy to see each other or just relieved they're both alive? Have they had a happy time together over the last 30 years or they maybe have not seen each other and, you know, they broke up or they didn't break up but just the rigours of what they were trying to do kept them away. It's a giant galaxy. Hmm. Hmm. And then it ends with Kylo Ren without his mask on, Adam Driver's hair all out there. About to fight Finn. Finn seems amped. And then looks like he's going to shit himself. Then you've got the Mazkanada line of... Let the force in. It's calling out to you. And at the start of the trailer, she was talking to Ray... Who are you? I'm no one. 
The force is calling out to you. Let it in at the end of the trailer. It's got to be Ray. It's got to be Ray. I'm calling it. I don't think Finn's a Jedi. Ray. Ray is the go. All right. Let's do some questions. I, I love the trailer. I love all the spin-offs. I've been posting them up on uh, the SteelWars.com. Um, we've got Nick Skywalk on that did the uh, flashback and the flash forward trailer. There was a really cool one that I posted today where it was nothing but Luke Skywalker in everything. That is dope. And, oh, and an epic one remixing the original trilogy into the context of that trailer. So, man, people are talented. It's it's so cool. It's really, really cool. Now, um, let's get to your questions. Let's whip through those. I thought I had them toggled up. Wait there. Supporter. All right, let's do your questions. Uh, Nick Lee, I presume that's pronounced Nick, Nike, N-Y-K. Well, got Lee right, I'm sure. Uh, He's got a plethora of questions. What sort of ship do you think Daisy is watching take off from Jakku near the start of the clip? Looks like a Y-Wing to me. Um, I think think it's just a generic ship. I don't think it's a ship in the story. I think it's just like she's just watching ships go into space and going, man, I'd love to be on a ship into space. So, I think she's just sitting near the airport watching planes take off. Um, I, I think it's it seemed way bigger than a Y-Wing. It, it Like, to me, I, I got the perspective it was like the size of, like, the ship that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are in at the start of Episode 1. There's a reference you didn't want. Hey, an Episode 1 reference in an Episode 7 trailer discussion. He also asks, what do you think of the musical score? The thumping drums sound more in vogue than William's usual. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Classic style could be a remix for the trailer. Well, what I have gathered is that it is actually not John Williams. It's synthesized music. Um, that is what I gathered. If you listen to Star Wars Oxygen with Jimmy Mack and David Collins, uh, two former guests of the podcast, funnily enough, that's cool. Um, yeah, they went through it quite, um, thoroughly and David Collins has got an amazing ear for Star Wars music and, yeah, it was synthesized. So, I, I love the music. Like, just to follow up from that oxygen, Jimmy Mack didn't 
like the the piano at the start, and I thought it was really nice. I, the bit when it goes into that Empire Hun and Leia theme, <laughs> damn, damn. But yeah, it's it's going to be weird because we're not really going to be um, exposed to the soundtrack. I don't think... I don't think the soundtrack comes out until the day of release. So, we're sort of... It seems like we're going to hear all this music for the first time in the (sighs) theatre. So good. Danny Radford asked, Do you think there'll be a Mandalorian in The Force Awakens? This question has a very weak link to the trailer. Smiley face. Winky face. Double smile. Um, I don't know. There's, like, in that Knights of Ren, the, in the rain, people have... I, I think one of them was Photoshop. They Photoshop Boba Fett's head in there very nicely. You know, people are claiming it's Mandalorian. Um, I hope it's not, to be honest. I'm just... Let's just do new stuff. We've got the Knights of Ren. Who needs Mandalorians? You know, like it's rad that the flag is up there at um at the at the castle that they walk into and stuff. But I just think let's build up new cool things. Like Knights of Ren. Whew, that just sounds like that is so intriguing. I like the Mandalorian thing and you know, it got so like explored in um, in the Clone Wars and stuff. I think it's. I think we're done. Let's come up with new dope stuff. New dope stuff. Um. Yeah. So I hope not. Do I, I. I. actually. I want Boba Fett to be dead. You know. I know. Hamo's got his his theory, and I could. Yeah, I don't know. I, I swear, I'm just so annoyed with people's stupid Boba Fett theories, like Max von Sydow and all that. I just, oh, so sick of it. Kill him. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just think let's just do new dope stuff. Josh Chapman. Hey, Josh. He asks, Hey, Steel. How do you think the Force Awakens trailers have given away? Oh, how do you think the Force Awakens trailers have given away in regards to plot to the prequel trailers? Did the prequel trailers feel like we knew more just because we had an idea of where the plot was heading? Cheers. Um, I think the basic plot of the prequels. Well, I'm thinking mainly Attack of the Clones. Not Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace. And you could pick up the the plot of Phantom Menace pretty easily with the um with the trailer. Like I know there's the Padme line of trusting everything to this boy we hardly know. They had Obi-Wan getting introduced to Anakin Skywalker. I think that was in the t- teaser, the trailer. But I think it gave... I, I Like, this is, you know, really, I think, an amazing job at, at keeping things under wraps. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think it, it gives you 
key things to think about. You know, it tells you Han Solo's back and that the Jedis are now a mystery and there's this new evil force rising. Um, there's new heroes and you'll see some old ones as well. <laughs> it's going to be the best time ever. It's going to be the best time ever. I can't remember the other two. I'm not sure. They're not, they don't seem that iconic to me, but I know those first two um, Phantom Menace ones are legendary. Walter Keegan. I'll throw out the same question I asked on Facebook. Where do you think we'll see the journey of Darth's helmet from Endor to Kylo Ren's collection. And I'll add, any speculation you have on that journey? Maybe Chief Chirper sold it to the highest bidder. Honestly, I have no idea, Walter. I imagine, I kind of think he'll just have it and we won't know how he got it. And then we'll have to read a book to find out how he got it. I think. I don't know. I kind of think they won't have time to do that, to say how he got it. Maybe they will. I don't know. Like, when he's talking to that helmet, is he in a room? I assume he's by himself. So, maybe no one else knows that he has it. And in that case, it would be weird for him just to say, I traveled to the moon of Endor to get you helmet and now I have you. That would be cartoon-esque exposition. Um, yeah, so I, I I, don't know. Like, I, I have theorized that maybe that the forest on Endor, like, that is the forest that we see in the trailer and he's going to get it then. But I don't know. It's fascinating, though. I can't wait to find out. So, excellent question, Walter, who's got another question. Uh, we see what looks like Kylo torturing Poe and then the destruction of the forest. Am I right on that? His home planet? And then he brackets, read the end of Shattered Empire. As silly as I think it ended, does Poe have his own Owen Baru moment? N- no, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know what that planet is. Like, is it Endor? It's you've got the planet where um, the X wings are charging on the lake, and they have that battle in this trees. You've got to think that's the planet. Um, you know, there's also it's Endor, and he gets the helmet, and then blows up the planet because in honor of Darth Vader. Dunno. But um I yeah, I the end of Shattered Empire was weird though, Walter, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh Andy Campbell asks, hearing the score in the trailer, could this become John Williams' best when the full movie comes out? Well apparently it's not John Williams, it's a synthesizer. Is it yeah, I don't know. I I think it's going to be great, though, Andy. So, yeah. And I love, you know, the music was obviously his music remixed either way. But, um, or reinterpreted. Remix might be the wrong use. But, yeah, I hope it's his best. That'd be dope. Just, I don't know, just the thought of 
hearing that music again in the cinema, that bow, dun, 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 it's going to be good. <laughs> Chris Finn, you've got a Star Wars surname. You didn't even know it. That's awesome. Uh, we see what looks like Kylo and the other Knights of Ren, but Kylo is the only one wielding a lightsaber. It appears to be not perfectly constructed with its crackling blade. I am starting to wonder whether or not he's an actual Force user or if he is just an obsessive wannabe Vader. Thoughts? I think he is with the Force because... It would be weird to just have a pretender be the villain. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would almost be like that um, that Iron Man movie where the what is it, the Mandarin or the Mandarin or whatever is just some wacky actor, and the real Mandarin is Guy Pearce, who's had a transformation from nerd to playboy. But yeah, I, I think he has got the four because there's a thing where he's torturing Poe Dameron in the trailer as well. So I don't know, unless he's an absolute goober and he's getting tortured and Kylo Ren's there with his hand, just pretending. Ugh. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's one with the force. Um, the saber, you know, he... Um, it's obvious he's just made it, I think, with what knowledge he had. Um, or, you know, maybe it will say it's an ancient saber that he's, he's built it based on that. He's getting back to basics. But, oh, it's good fun. Cannot wait to... Like, all these questions that are going to have answers in, like, eight weeks or something. Tristan Arman asks, What do you think Finn, Chewie, and Han are looking at? I hope it's the first time we see Luke and he's kicking some serious Stormtrooper ass. Oh, that made me smile, Tristan. I think they might be looking at the X-Wings coming along the river to save the day. That possibly could be it. But you bring up an interesting scenario and are we going to see Luke like just hermiting away or is he going to come at the last moment and you're all clear, kid, and save the day? Yeah. Like, it would be so good that they're in that... I'm not sure if that's the last battle, but they're in the last battle and and then Luke rocks up in his X-Wing with R2 and just... Just... As... <laughs> as, um, as Tristan said, kick some serious Stormtrooper ass. That'd be cool. I want... Yeah, Luke back in his X-Wing would be amazing. It'd be so cool. Yeah, it's interesting if they're going to leave us wanting, 
obviously we're going to, you know, we're not going to see much of Luke, but are we going to get a bit of action? Do you know what I mean? Are you going to really hold off showing us what Luke is capable of until episode eight? When, you know, is JJ going to say, oh, I'm just going to totally airball Luke? You know, I, they, they, he said that what got him to do it was the question Kathleen Kennedy posed, which was, who is Luke Skywalker? I tell you what, though, if Luke does that, you know, and, and I always equate it to, you know, the old WWF wrestling, the run-in, Hulkster's down, getting beat up, the Macho Man runs in, they've, haven't, they've had an uneasy alliance, but... He's coming in to save the day. That's what we want Luke to do in episode seven. And the cheer, the cheer on that first night, if he does. Woo! Yes. Um, Walter Keegan also asks, I know it's not in the trailers, but is that Death Star 3.0 on the newest one-sheet movie poster? Or is it just a representation of Star Killer Base, whose trenches can be seen in the trailer? Walter, I don't know! Is it going to be called... Is it Star Killer Base? Is that Star Killer Base? Is it a planet? Is it a space station? Is it a planet turned into a space station? Is it a space station turned into a planet? Is it the planet they're fighting on? Does it snow on that Death Star 3? I think it is. I think it's the same place. I, I Does it open up? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. These are not... <laughs> I've got the same questions, everyone. <laughs> Toast Rack, Toasty, he asks, or she asks, what did you think of the supercut of all the trailers so far edited in chronological order? I am not feeling, I've watched a few of them, um, find them a bit clunky. I like the remixes. I love the remixes. You know, we just did the, um, the stuff that Nick Starwalk did, that sort of stuff. I'm into that. They're, they're interesting, but they're not. I just found them a little bit clunky, the way they came together. Uh, Alex Watson, a regular commenter on the Facebook. Thanks, Alex. Um, although most of you guys are. Uh, do you think Finn being a Jedi Force-sensitive might be just a JJ red herring? I feel as though a lot more will be hinging on Ray. Also, if Kylo is Sith... Who, if anyone, is the master or apprentice? Presuming the rule of two is intact. Well, I I kind of think that you're right and Ray is the one. Um, I think Ray will be the Force-sensitive person. Um, and I do think it's a, a red herring from Jija Abraham. And I don't think Kylo is a Sith. I think he is a Knight of Ren. I think he's writing his own rules, but he's trying to be like Darth Vader. So, yeah, I don't think... Or maybe... Uh, then we've got... What's his name? Um, Andy Serkis's character. We we don't know what he's about. What's his caper? What's his name? Snopes. 
Is it Snopes? I know, you're probably yelling at me right now. It's hard when they to remember their names when they're people that have not been pictured or action figured. But we will know. Maybe he is the master or the apprentice, or he'd be the master. Um, but interesting. I'm I'm fascinated to like really crack open all those visual dictionaries and stuff when they come out the day after. It's just going to be a feast. A feast. Uh, Shiggy too biggie. Shiggy. What sort of personality do you predict or would like Luke to have in The Force Awakens? Do you think he'll be a wise old Ben type or perhaps a trickster Yoda type or a badass Jerry, Jedi warrior type? I just said Jerry warrior because Jerry's here purring next to me, my little cat. Or a damaged emo son of Vader daddy issues type or some other type. There's a lot of types here. Curious to see how they'll characterize his personality and what changes he's gone through since the OT. I think Mark Hamill has the ability to surprise us with his acting range. I do too, Shiggy Too Biggie. I think um, I think he'll be a bit of a Obi Wan. I think he'll be a mix of Obi Wan and the real Yoda. Like the wars do not make one great style Yoda. Um, because, you know, like in this new canon, we have not seen him since, you know, he, he almost fought to the death of his dad and, you know, the, the temptations of the dark side, you know, with the emperor in the throne room, you know, they could have taken a serious toll and he did, he did come back pretty solemn. You know, he, was, he wasn't really, you know, Lando was clapping it up and he was sort of just taking it in, looking at his see-through buddies. But, yeah, Luke is the, um, he is the wild card. But I think he's going to be a very weary man. I think there's a lot on his shoulders. All right, now let's go to the Facebook questions. Um, Michelle Lucas, good to hear from you, Michelle. Who do you think Ray is crying over? Um, we went through that. Well, these questions are questions I want to know as well, so I've already talked about them. And I, th- I reckon, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Finn and then she's going to pick up the lightsaber and fuck some shit up. Um, But yeah, I don't think whoever she's crying over is dead. That's one thing. Catherine Kinane asks, why can't JJ direct all of the saga movies? Because he doesn't want to, I think is the answer. Um, You know, I think... He didn't want to go to uproot his life to London for uh, six years with his family. He's got young kids and stuff. So, I think they, um, you know, being able to do a lot of it at Bad Robot in Santa Monica. I must go to Bad Robot in Santa Monica when I'm back there. 
in America and um, lurk out the front like a freak. Um, sounds fun, actually. Yeah, it'd be awesome if you could. I would. I reckon that would be awesome if you could, but it's it's not happening. Like, especially would just. It feels like he's not going to be involved at all after now. So, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed his passion for it. And, yeah, it'll be it'll be sad to see him go. Catherine, I agree. Josh Gardner asks, I've been meaning to ask this since the last teaser, but it was in this too, so I'll raise it now. Did you notice Kylo's super speed, the bit where he appears to force choke us, he's actually facing the other way and whips around to face the camera. Do you think we'll see Man of Steel type speedy action sequences? And how can Finn possibly face off against him? I think he's just turning around, Josh. I don't think he's going super speed. I think he's just turning around. I didn't get that at all, man. Um... I tell you what, though, I hope not. I hope not. I the the Jedi running thing in Phantom Menace. It was so bizarre, and it was also then just like, well, just run fast all the time. Do you know what I mean? It was dumb. No running fast, Josh. There you go to answer your question. John Ryan says, why can't JJ let the lens flare go? I know that's a common, but who gives a fuck? This is a supporter one, so I can swear. But who cares? Just make a good movie. I don't like, I don't know, the the lens flare thing. Like, I know it's like a, a joke and stuff, but... So, it's not even on my radar of things that I give a shit about. I just want a good film. Victor Suarez asks, are those Knights of Ren or specialized dark troopers? I think they're Knights of Ren, man. They all look different. They don't look like they've got a uniform. Yeah. I never really got into the dark trooper thing, like the the black hole troopers. I know they're very popular convention exclusives and stuff, but it just, I, because I never really read anything that they appeared in. It just seemed like like a trend. Let's just spray paint them black and sell them for more. Gonk droid. Um. Also, he asks, what exactly? Does Kylo mean when he says, I'll finish what you started, and he's got some options, being able to defeat Darth, oh, being able to defeat Death, the destruction of a Sith Master, the elimination of the Skywalker family lineage, lineage, and then Josh Gardner chimes in with turning Luke to the dark side. I don't think it's defeat Death. The destruction of a Sith Master... No. I think it's either turning Luke or making sure there's no Jedi. That would be my go. Darren Lutcher. Lutchner. Lutchner. Darren Lutchner. I've known Darren for a while. I can't say his surname. I don't know. It's a badge of honor. 
Kylo Ren says, you, in the clip, is he talking to Vader's ghost? Does his ghost appear? Interesting. I don't think it does because... I'm going to go, no. Now, the more I think about it, no, because Anakin was brought back to good. So, why would his ghost be turning up to Kylo Ren amping him up? I think he's just staring at the helmet. You know? Don't we all pick up a helmet now and then, start talking to it? Having a chat? Chin wag? Just telling it what you hope to achieve in the near future? Don't you guys do that with your helmets too? It's great. Great fun. Can't wait to finish recording this and go talk to a helmet for a bit. (laughs) Um, Mick McConnell asks, what will Disney replace the 20th Century Fox fanfare with? I'm hoping for an MGM Lion-style Raw logo with Jar Jar Binks or a Hayden Christensen monologue about sand. Mick, you're killing me. Killing me. Um, I, from what I've read reports about Bob Iger saying there'll be nothing. There'll be, oh, well, there'll be a fanfare, which I believe is on the digital editions, um, on iTunes or whatever. Um, yeah, no Disney at start, which is great. Why? I think we've got to. I really want, you know, Lucasfilm, long time ago, Galaxy Star Far Away, big Star Wars, Scroll. Got to keep that in. Got to keep that in. And um, he also asks, why is Princess Leia crying? Is it because her brother has just gone to the dark side? No! Don't know. This is why this stuff is so cool. We've got all these clips... You know, I've got questions. You've got questions. Just off these, like, tantalizing snippets. Like, did Han and Leia just get bad news? Are they about to go off on this big final battle? Or have they not seen each other for so long? And they're back together again. It pretty much can be only those three things, yeah? They're very vague, but they're those three things. But it's awesome just to go, which of those three things is it? You know? It's great. Well, that is all the questions we had. I'm uh, I'm going to get on a much better schedule to do these every week. Um, it, is, it is hectic. It is hectic in this independent podcasting world and... Trying to get so much stuff done. The I'm so excited that we've got the the the, the premiere. It's all set. Hopefully, I can talk. But I, I I'll be honest. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sad when the movie's on. Like I'm obviously gonna be so amped. I can't wait to see it. But I like time before the movie. Do you know what I mean? It's so exciting and just your imagination's running wild like it's to be cherished I think there's 
it's, it's so fun. All these will never. Yeah, it's interesting how we react to these new films and if we're going to be... There's so much mystery in this film with the 30-year gap in the timeline that it's going to be fascinating that if, you know, episode eight or nine can generate this type of fever, like, can this film, can The Force Awakens generate like it's got all this excitement coming at it all this excitement is coming at the force awakens can it that excitement hit the movie and can the movie be so good that it amplifies the excitement much like star wars did for the empire strikes back do you know what i mean I know it's different because Star Wars was not a thing then, but it is, no matter what your thoughts of the prequels are, I think it's inarguable that The Phantom Menace took that excitement it had and and diminished it. And going into the next film there wasn't anywhere near the same type of excitement. But, and it's interesting, can any film do that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, is our imagination and our anticipation greater than what any film could be? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. But we'll see. And I talked about this today with, um, here's a spoiler alert for you guys. Ben Gillies from Silverchair uh, is on next week's podcast. He was here today. And I, um, that was the one thing I spoke, I, I, like at the end when we we're talking about uh, what we want out of the film, my thing was like, I thought of was just like, I just want people to walk out and go, oh man, I can't wait to see that next film. Oh. And be, be fulfilled as well. Like, you don't want to have like, you know, the whole thing is just a cliffhanger or whatever, but it's going to be fascinating. Fascinating to... um to see what happens with the excitement if it can push through the release of the film and then people can be as amped. Or, you know, if it is... What about this? It's the best Star Wars film ever made. What about that? What happens to the excitement if... Well, let's say it's it's on par with Star Wars. Like, I think, I kind of think for that to happen, I think Luke has to come back at the end and kick some ass. But this is a cherished time. This is the cherished time, my friends. We're going to have a great night on the 16th, the 17th, or the 18th, wherever you are, wherever you're seeing the film. But, um... These are the golden hours before 
we know what the film's like and we're just amped and we're excited and hopefully the film can do credit to our uh, excitement and can expand it. It'd be amazing if it does. Like, if it is the like the greatest film, the greatest Star Wars film, what will that do for fandom? Like, what if it just gets... It kickstarts it. You know, I, I, I think back to the... Um, the Phantom Menace release and the uh, the Fandom Menace, which is a documentary that was made around the um, the Australian or the Melbourne Star Wars fans for the release of the uh, the Phantom Menace, and it's it, they've put it up after we had um, Shane Morrissey and Darren um, Maxwell. Darren Maxwell, I was about to say Darren Hayes. Um, different Star Wars fan, as passionate, actually. They're very similar people. And um, Shane was sort of looking around at the amphitheater or the theater, probably not an amper, probably just a theater, where um, the Star Walking fan club uh, had their meetings. And he was like going, you know, if the film was all that it lived up to be, that this should be packed and it's not. And I remember that just like going, oh, this is, is, these meetings, they should be cranking. But will this film do it? Will this film re-energize like beyond? And I, I know we're in the fandom, but how many new people will it bring in? Basically, all I want to know is, are my stats really going to go up? My download stats. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, you guys, for hanging out. I'm going to keep... uh, I'll be keeping these going every week. I'm going to try to do a schedule and stick to it. But uh, we've got lots more classic episodes um, coming. I... About to put up the one with Glenn Sheridan, who's sadly no longer with us. And um, I am not going to lie, that's why it took me a while to put up that episode, because I was thinking of how to handle it. And I recorded a little intro, and I'm going to put it up on the main feed as well, because it's sad that he's not here and I can't. Get him on the podcast again to talk about how excited we are. But I talk about that on the intro for that. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be charging. You're going to get so many classic episodes. I um, I hope very soon to have it so all the episodes are accessible, whether it's their current episode or a classic episode. If you are a supporter, you can uh, have access because I think we've got a good little archive going on here. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for helping to keep this podcast going. May the Force be with you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.